the investment takeaway from Obamacare enrollment. This is Industry Focus. Hi, Fools. Healthcare analyst Michael Douglas here with our healthcare contributor, Todd Campbell. Todd, first off, I have not gotten a chance to wish you this, well, by video at least, but happy 2015. <laughs> Thank you very much. Hope you have a great New Year as well. Uh, yeah, no, it's been it's been good so far. A little uh, a little snowy here in Virginia. Uh, had a little bit of a snowstorm come through, so the walk to work was a little colder than usual. But uh, but that's just kind of how it goes. All right, so let's jump let's jump right in. Obamacare is the topic of the day, and we have a lot to talk about. So first off, let's go over the numbers as they stand right now in terms of enrollment. Of course, enrollment started I want to say November fifteenth and ends in February fifteenth. Where do we stand right now, Todd? Well, it's definitely a shorter window for signing up, so yeah. that's going to be it's going to be very interesting to see how this all shakes up. It runs from November fifteenth to February fifteenth, uh, where last year it started a month earlier than that and ended a month later. Um, so far, we're at six point five million people signing up for uh, insurance through the federally run exchange. That's a huge number. I mean, six point five million people um, with still another. You know, you figure more people sign up as of January 15th because that's a cutoff for February, and then more people will sign up by February 15th, obviously, because they have to. Right. So, so far, so good. Yeah, well, and particularly when you look at Obamacare enrollment last year, you know, we saw um, at the very end there was this, like, massive push. I mean, you had a million people signing up in a very short period of time at the end. Um, and so that we would expect to see similar-ish behavior this time around. And, of course, a lot of that's going to have to do, I expect, with our, uh, the, the fact that there are new uh, tax penalties for not, or expanded tax penalties, I guess, for not taking Obamacare. Yeah, I mean, the, the penalties still aren't huge. Yeah. Um, but they, they should be enough of a, of a stick, if you will, to encourage some more people to sign up. I mean, for the, people like to get something for their money. Mm -hmm. So I think that when, when push comes to shove, they look at it, they say, well, I can get insurance or I can pay the penalty. And if I get insurance, at least if something bad happens, I have some protection. So it'll be interesting to see how this breaks out the next few weeks, but at 6.5 million now, it would certainly seem to me uh, to, to signal an all is clear for owning health insurance stocks in 2015. Yeah, so, so let's talk about those stocks. Now, of course, health insurers generally were mostly guiding for not doing terribly well when the exchanges first opened. What they were basically saying is, well, it's hard to price for these people, and it is. A lot of these people hadn't had insurance before, hadn't had insurance in a long time. They didn't know what the risk pools looked like. And of course, the government created a number of programs like the risk corridors to sort of help those insurers get close to breaking even, at least, if things didn't go their way. But things definitely did seem to go their way during 20, uh, 2013 and 2014. Um, and we saw uh, particularly WellPoint, now Anthem, uh, do really actually pretty darn well off the exchanges. What are we thinking about for this, for this group? Well, it's, it's pretty, Anthem's a great uh, story because you know, they came into 2014 guiding the street to expect about eight bucks at the low end on earnings. And I think now, as of the last estimate, they're telling people to expect at least 880 a share uh, when all is said and done for 2014. United Healthcare, uh, UNH, um, that's another one that came into the year saying, you know what, we really don't expect to see any earnings growth at all. But they're kind of an odd duck because they decided to take a very, very limited uh, approach to participating in the exchanges 
for 2014 in that first open enrollment. They only did about four states. Um, so it really didn't move the needle at all for them. Um, right. And so you look at that and you say, okay, well, what does that mean for 2015? Well, if these guys use that experience from 2014 to price these products better, um, then these could become very profitable products for these people over the, for these companies over the course of 2015, especially given how many people are signing up. Right. And if so, that's going to translate into some pretty significant uh, bottom line growth as well. I think that they're looking at Anthem delivering 6% um, earnings growth in 2015 versus the 2014 estimates. And United Healthcare is expected to grow their earnings more than 9% next in 15 versus 14, uh, primarily because since they hadn't participated in many exchanges last year, uh, they didn't get the benefit. But this year, they're participating in, in almost 24 states, I think. Yeah, so definitely a substantial uh, potential tailwind for United Health Group. Although I, I think we shouldn't undersell what a tailwind this could be for Anthem, because now Anthem's been in the exchanges for a year. They presumably know how to price. They've talked previously about the fact that the Blue Cross Blue Shield uh, brand has been really powerful for them in these exchanges. So I could see them still picking up a fair bit of this exchange enrollment and also knowing very well how to price for it. Uh, it was really funny. Last year they were they kept talking about this. You know, kind of beat our expectations. And so they kind of had to staff up to um, to meet that expanded enrollment, which is really kind of a great problem to have when you think about it. Yeah, you know, you really saw that happen too in the Medicaid insurers mm -hmm. uh, as well in this past year. A lot of investment had to be made in the in the administration side of things to handle all this huge influx of new people that were coming on to Medicaid as part of reform as well. So yeah, the, once all now that all that investment has been done, there's a, a tremendous opportunity for leverage. Mm -hmm. And it'll be very interesting once we get into the Q4 earnings season, uh, as they're reporting those earnings, to listen to what those CEOs have to say. And pay attention. I, th I think that there's going to be some interesting things coming out of that. We'll get more insight into whether or not they think that these exchange products will be profitable for them this year. Um, we'll also get some, probably some guidance on how many um, millions of people they expect that they'll sign up this year. And it'll be, and then on the Medicaid side, that'll be interesting too, because we should get some more insight into how much that could move the needle for these companies as well. Sure. All right. So, so when we're thinking then about um, our investment takeaway, of course, the, the Big question. I mean, this is an investment podcast, right? People are going to want to know. So, what are the what are the best companies to invest in here? I mean, for me, I'm I'm, I'm going to pitch Anthem. Um, just when I when I think about the fact that they they're not a pure play, right? So they they've been really strongly into the exchanges. Um, they've also done a lot with Medicaid and with their government side business. And so I think it's kind of a nice hybrid play where you get the the opportunities of both sides without the um, <clears throat> with with the uh, the greater upside potential, I think, in the exchange side with the Medicaid sort of, um, I think, growing Almost not like as substantially. Yeah, exactly. Not, not growing as substantially this next, uh, this next year, probably in comparison to the exchange opportunity. Um, how about you? What, which, which stocks are you watching most closely? Well, I'm not going to disagree with you on Anthem. Yeah. Um, I like Anthem a lot. I think that that could be a stock that continues to go up. I think a bigger surprise could be United Health mm -hmm. because I think more investors maybe stayed on the sideline. Uh, on them this year, um, and the comparisons are going to be easier. I think the comparisons will be a little bit tougher on Anthem, uh, yeah. only because, again, 14 states last year, 14 states this year, 
So it's just going to be whatever incremental uh, increase they can get. Whereas with United, you're going from just a handful of states to more than 20. Um, so I think it could move the needle a little bit more for them. Um, and that's probably what's reflected in the analyst expectations for growth being higher at United than it is for Anthem. Um, on the Medicaid side of things, you know, if you want to go into the risk, down the risk, up the risk spectrum a little bit, you can, you know, for people who are, are want the broad exposure, sure, go with the Anthem, go with United. If you want more specific exposure to the Medicaid, you know, I mean, think about that. Medicaid has signed up 9.7 million more people since uh, prior to open enrollment in 2013. Um, that's a ton of people, and that's yeah. moving the needle big time for these companies. Yeah. Centene was a top performer last year. It's most likely going to be a top performer again this year based on the fact that analysts think its earnings are going to grow more than 16%. And then you could go and say, okay, well, Centene had made a big move. What are some others in that space? And going even further out on the risk curve, maybe you take a look at Molina mm -hmm. or HealthNet. Right. Yeah, no, and there, and, and of course, the thing with the Medicaid piece is that there is additional potential upside, um, both from people who haven't signed up within states that expanded Medicaid, and then, of course, for states that, and it's been happening kind of one by one, states have been agreeing to go ahead and expand Medicaid. Um, you know, uh, you had Michigan do it, you had Pennsylvania do it, you had Tennessee now using a private option. So there are definitely some opportunities for upside with some of these Medicaid companies. But you have to remember to really check and see which companies have contracts with which states and in which parts of which states? Uh, where, yeah. where are they strong? Yeah, that's a great point and it's yeah. a great reminder for investors that you know the, the SEC uh, filings that these companies uh, put out every quarter are a great resource. Mm -hmm. um, you can go in there and it'll actually give you a breakdown of exactly how many members per state that each one of these Medicaid players um, has. So you can see, okay, what states does this one participate in? You can see how much of it, it of their business they get from that state. Um, so yes, they should definitely be turning and looking at these and, and doing some due diligence on them. That being said, though, Michael, we also have to remember that there's kind of a, uh, a follow-on effect that's being, or a halo effect that's coming from reform. So enrollment in Medicaid actually picked up even in states that didn't expand. Right. Now, granted, it was only growing, you know, maybe in those states it's more like 4 or 5% growth rather than high single digits. But Kaiser Family Foundation, which tracks all of this stuff, um, they think that you could still see double-digit Medicaid growth or enrollment uh, in 2000, for the 2015 cycle as yeah. well. So. Yeah, no. But the so-called woodwork effect has definitely been has been has been measured and has been definitely there in in non-reform states. So that's a that's a good point. Something uh, an additional kicker, perhaps, that the market um, may have trouble pricing in appropriately for these stocks. So definitely something to keep an eye on uh, here. Todd, final question for you. Um, HHS was estimating what nine million, I think, for this enrollment cycle. We're at what six and a half right now. Do you think Obamacare beats it this time? We're going to beat it. Yep. Yeah, I, I feel pretty confident that we're going to beat it. I think that there'll be enough of a push in the course of the next, you know, six or eight weeks mm -hmm. that it, I would not be shocked if we got up closer to 10 million. So, yeah, I think we'll beat it. All right. Well, definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, Todd, as always, thank you for our lovely conversation. Uh, folks, check back to Fool.com and, of course, the Industry Focus podcast for all of your investing, healthcare, and otherwise needs. And Fool on.